Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today we're going to talk about cold calling. But before I get into this subject of cold calling, I want to thank you. Uh, you know, the feedback I've been getting on iTunes, Stitcher, you know, especially YouTube, you guys are great on the feedback. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. And for those of you who have not responded to, I apologize. There's so much information I'm getting, or so much feedback I'm getting, and so many emails that it's a bit overwhelming. And I do my best to try to at least go through them and try to find some real good ones to kind of share with you. So again, please keep it coming. I'm listening. I just can't get back to everybody, if you know what I mean. All right. That said, let's jump into cold calling fever. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Cold calling fever. It's like when you got a fever, you don't want to do anything, right? Now, yeah, I, I, I wanted to stop for a moment and really talk about this aspect of cold calling. Cold calling has changed. Obviously, the internet has changed the game. And I think sales, as I've mentioned in the past podcast, will always be known as pre-internet and post-internet. Pre-internet, you know, obviously we didn't have the internet, so, you know, we really depended on the phone. And internet came along, and all of a sudden we got email and social media to contend with. And I'm always asked the question, Victor, is cold calling dead? The answer is no, it is not dead. It is it's just another tool. Now you have more tools to use, like, again, social media and emails. But cold calling is not dead, especially, listen carefully, especially in a complex sale. When you're trying to talk to a big company, get into a big company, if we can find a way to, to connect with them, whether it's through email, social media, or cold calling, these are just different channels to access the person who makes the decision. So to say something is dead is just, you know, it's just, it's just dumb. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Every time I hear cold calling is dead, I think it's a dumb concept. It's just one of many tools now that you use to access the decision maker. Let's have that point of view. Now, those people who say cold calling is dead is because most likely they're afraid to get on the phone. And that's what I want to talk to you today about. So it's, this is called sales call reluctance. That's the phrase, sales call reluctance, where you are reluctant to get on the phone. And one of the things you may be telling yourself, one of the reasons you don't get on the phone is because, well, Victor, cold calling doesn't work. Well, my answer to that is bunk. Cold calling can work if you know how to work it. The real reason you don't cold call is one of five reasons. And here are the five reasons. And I'm going to be real tough on you today because I know there's a lot of people listening to this podcast who need to be making the calls and are simply not making the calls. And you're not doing it for one of five reasons. One, you're lazy. That's right. I said it. You're lazy. Now, you're lazy because maybe you don't have a sense of urgency. There's no sense of urgency. You don't feel the pressure. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, about a month ago, I was training a company, and one of the things I asked the president of the company says, tell me about the compensation plan for these salespeople. Because he was complaining that they're not getting, they're not growing. You know, their existing customer base is great. 80 to 85% of their business was coming from them, but they're not growing. They're not getting new business. To which I said, Talk to me about your compensation plan because I think compensation is a behavioral changer. And when he told me that all the salespeople get a base salary, no commission, base salary, I said, well, that could be one of your problems. Now think about it. 
If you get a base salary, over time, you know, what's going to motivate you to want to make the phone calls if the pressure is not there to grow the business? And if the pressure is there to grow the business, you're going to try to grow it with the existing customer base. If there is no incentive, for example, to go out and get new customers, in other words, there's no specific financial incentive put in place to make you, coax you into getting new clients, you're not going to do it. That's human nature. The path of least resistance always is there. And so again, I think people are lazy because they're content. Maybe they have a great base salary and they're like, you know what, all I got to do is enough. And this is enough. I make the calls, uh, you know, I, I service my customers, I make maybe one or two calls and that's it. And I don't have to do any more than that because this is enough to get me by. Now, another reason may be, and I think this is the good upside, is that your pipeline is so healthy, you got so much business coming in, and then your pipeline is looking great, that you're saying to yourself, why make the calls? Everything's looking good, Victor, why make the calls? Well, the reason you should make the calls is because not everything lasts. And so, remember, Call, make a call today, three months you may see the order. So again, we always have to cold call and we wanna make sure there's new stuff coming into the pipeline. So, number one, the reason why people don't call is they're simply lazy. Number two, is that you feel that you're interrupting. Now this is an important one. Psychologically, I think our parents messed us up on this one. You know when you're a kid and you tried, your parent was talking to somebody and you said, hey mommy, hey mommy, hey mommy, or dad, dad, and they're like, shh, hey, don't interrupt when adults are talking. Don't interrupt when adults are talking. And you've been taught all your life that interruptions are bad. And you feel maybe that when you're calling, you're interrupting. And guess what? You are interrupting. But let's reshift our brain on that. Let's kind of shift our paradigm. If I am calling with a product or service that I know that can help a company, oh, I'm interrupting them but I'm interrupting them because I want to help them. They need to hear what I have to say about my product or service. So that's, I mean, that if you can just shift your brain just on that one concept, that yes, you are interrupting, but you're interrupting with the intent of helping them make more money. If you can shift your brain on that one, you won't feel that call reluctance anymore. Step number three may be that you're afraid of rejection. You take it personal. For some reason, when somebody doesn't want to talk to you, get back to you, you take it personal. Well, keep in mind, people are not rejecting you. They're rejecting the product or the service that you're offering. And the fact that you're not even getting a chance to talk to them, well, they're not rejecting you at all. They don't even know what they're rejecting. But even if they're rejecting you, they don't want to talk to you, remember, it's never about you. Stop being so egoistic and thinking it's about you. It's not about you. They're rejecting the product or the service. That's all they're doing. It's not you. So don't be afraid of rejection. Number four of why people don't want to make the call is that you don't believe it will help the client. Now listen carefully, this is important. Do you really believe, do you really, really, really believe that your product or service can help a client? Think about it, think about it, be honest, come on, be honest. Do you really think your product or service can help your customer? And if you answered yes, and I asked you how, could you answer that question? Because if you can answer that question, 
If you can answer that question, then you should want to sell your product or service. It is almost like a duty, a fiduciary duty to reach out to people saying, look, my product or service can help you. This shouldn't be a reason for not calling. Some people don't call because they don't believe their product or service can help the customer. And if that's you, you need to do one of two things. One, figure out how it really does help your customers. Really figure it out. How does it help them? Or two, if you don't want to take the time to figure that out, quit. Get another job. Because selling is about really selling the value to your clients. And then the number one reason I think people don't succeed because of sales call reluctance, they're afraid to call the customers, is because they simply don't believe in what they're selling. That's right. I said it. You don't believe in what you're selling. You really don't believe it. And how do I know? Because most of you have a product that you sell, but you don't even use your own product. Remember the phrase, you have to be a product of the product. I'm reminded of that story many years ago by Zig Ziglar, where he was selling cookware and he was talking to a, a friend, a fellow salesperson who also sold cookware, but guess what? Just couldn't sell, couldn't make the number. Zig Ziglar goes to visit the man at the house and as they're having polite conversations, Zig Ziglar says basically, I know why you're not selling. And he, all he had to do was look at the stove and he realized that the salesperson wasn't even using his own cookware. So if he wasn't sold on it, how could he sell his customers on it? Zig Ziglar, being the great salesperson he was, sold him his own cookware just to prove a point. But keep in mind, if you're not a product of the product, if you're not using the product, then it's hard for you to sell. So let's go through the five. Five reasons people have cold call reluctance, sales call reluctance. One, lazy, no sense of urgency, you're complacent, bad idea. Number two, you hate to interrupt. You're not interrupting if you're helping. Number three, you're afraid of rejection. Stop thinking about yourself. It's not about you. It's about the product or the service. Number four reason, again, you don't believe it can help the client. Unless you figure out how it's going to help the client, you'll never believe it. You'll never be able to sell it. Last but not least, you don't believe in what you're selling. And if you don't believe in what you're selling, one, find a way to believe in what you're selling, or two, find another product to believe in. Or step number three, just get out of sales. Now, I know I'm being tough on you, but again, when I look at cold calling, cold calling works only if you make it work. And again, this is part of the arsenal, whether you're using cold calling via phone, via email, connecting with people on social media, all these three things help you connect yourself to the decision maker. So if you're not making the calls every day that you should be, if you're not reaching out on social media, making the connections you should be making, if you're not putting something out on social media, not sending out the emails, if you're not reaching out to the decision maker every day as often as you should be, you need to ask yourself, what is that lack of motivation? Why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you going after the business? What are you afraid of? Do you believe in your product? Don't. Are you really into it? Do you believe it can help your clients? If you do, why aren't you helping? Forget about interrupting. Go ahead and interrupt them and share because you have that passion, that belief that you can help them. This is how you change your mindset. Again, what's holding you back is not only just fear, but what's really holding you back is the belief that you have in your head. And if you know you can help your client, if you know your product can really help people, then don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid to interrupt people and create a sense of urgency. Even if you get a base salary, find a reason to get out there, connect with people and help other companies grow their business. Anyway, that's it for this Sales Influence Podcast. I apologize. I'm going to call that one my cold call rant. But anyway, moving on. 
Thank you again for the feedback. Uh, I got on you iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. I'm getting a lot of great feedback. And again, I'm doing my best to try to keep up with these feedbacks or you know comments. And it's difficult, but that's a good problem, not a bad problem. So I really do appreciate your feedback. Thank you very much. Also, check out my website, SeminarsOnSelling.com. I added a couple of new programs that I think you might want to check out, especially the one on prospecting. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio always reminding you. Selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. I'm often asked, what makes a great speaker? Is it someone who delivers real content that the audience can use? Is it someone who engages the audience so they're part of the learning experience? Or is it someone who can motivate an audience to push them beyond their comfort zone and discover new abilities? The answer is yes, but the most important thing to remember is that I'm not there to look good. I'm there to make my client look good. Simply put, it's never about me and it's always about them.